Hey folks, it's Carl at Sterling Health and Fitness, and thanks for watching. Our topic today is pain-free movement. And I have a special guest with me today. His name is Anthony Carey. Thank you so much for joining me, Anthony. Pleasure to be here. Anthony is the owner of Function First in San Diego, also the creator of the Pain-Free Movement Specialist and the inventor of Cortex. And Anthony, I've attended a couple of your workshops and I've uh, just learned so much. It's been a great uh, paradigm shift for me in thinking about pain. And uh, it kind of prompts a question in my mind. With all the medical advancements going on and uh, all different advancements going on, why is it that so many people are still in pain? Well, that's a question that a lot of researchers have asked themselves too for a long time. And it's a, Chronic pain is a very expensive cost to um, civilization, society as a whole, in terms of lost work hours and, and medicine and, and the quality of life. And what the research has been telling us over the last 10 years is that it's not purely about the physical body itself. And the paradigm of how we've always understood pain going back hundreds of years is different now. And we realize that there's a, there's a lot of ingredients that go into um, the pain experience. And that's what it is now. It's a pain experience. It's not a sensation. Meaning there's um, things related to how a person uh, feels psychologically, behavioral stuff, uh, societal stuff, support groups, uh, overall their sense of well-being, as well as any of the mechanical stuff like the degenerative disc or the meniscus or the you know, the, the muscles and, and all the stuff that we generally think of related to pain. Okay. You know, it's interesting what you were talking about too is uh, pain, be, pain being an output, not an input. Correct. Um, can you elaborate on that just a little bit? Sure. So, very often we, we think if I step on a nail, okay, that the, I, it was the stepping on the nail that created the pain. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so therefore it was the input of that nail. And in reality, even though I stepped on the nail and it punctured my skin and it punctured some tissue and it irritated some, some free nerve endings in my foot, it's still just information that travels up to the spinal cord and from the spinal cord up into the brain. And at that point, this, this happens very fast, mm -hmm. but at that point the brain decides there needs to be pain there and that serves a purpose. And that's, that means get your foot off. Right, right. And then the ongoing follow-up pain is, hey, don't walk on that. It's never the, the wound's never going to close up, mm -hmm. and that's acute pain. And but acute pain and chronic pain are both outputs of the brain. They're not related to input. And you know, we could we could talk hours just on that, right? Because sure. there's yeah. a, you know, that's the big difference. And and you hit it right on the nail, identifying that right up front is that for so long we've thought, you know, we have these pain sensations and these pain pathways and that's actually not there. We have information that travels up that's generally of, of a noxious uh, stimulus, but ultimately it's the brain that says yes or no to pain. Interesting. Yeah, actually that was uh, kind of a paradigm shift for me today in realizing that uh, those pathways aren't. Right. They're not pathways. Well, they're pathways, but they're not pain pathways. Thank so, you. Yeah, so clarification. Yeah. Up, but it's, it's not pain until the brain. In the traditional up. sense, I guess, of what we think of pain pathways as, they actually aren't. So, yes. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Now, I know in San Diego you have function first. And if I'm correct, you're dealing with people in chronic pain, is it? Yep. That's all that's I do. That's pretty much all you do, right? That's all I do. People that have had pain three, six, Months up to 20 years worth of stuff. Uh, what do you see as the most common pain? That's probably the same as the general population, which is lower back pain is usually one. But a lot of people come with oh, several things, you know. Um, and these are folks that have been through a lot of traditional 
physical therapy, chiropractic, sometimes surgeries, medications, sometimes the alternative stuff, the acupuncture and, right. and all that kind of uh, all different complementary type things. And um, But it, as we said in the workshop, it really comes down to movement, right? Ultimately, no matter what you do, the person has to be able to move and, and ideally move without pain. Yeah. Actually, that was really insightful today because uh, I've had some thoracic issues. And I don't know if it's because I was a drummer for 30 years or what, but you know, this sure. always being kind of like caption protraction. Uh, <laughs> so, protraction. I like that. Oh, I stole that from Burn Book Bush, by the way. So, that's not an original of mine. But, anyways, um, I've been working on this, working on feeling better. But I'll tell you, today, when I walked out of that workshop, I felt a lot. In fact, I felt better when I stood up off the floor. When we were doing the, you know, the open and close, yeah, the, the diaphragm with the breathe off, yeah. yeah, that was really good. And I hadn't done it just like that before. So that how you modify, well, you didn't modify, but how you approach that versus what I've done in the past is very effective today. So I appreciate that. Good. I'm glad you got some value out of it. Um, low back pain, I see as a trainer, I see that quite often. Um, Name another one that you see that's common. What what are some other chronic pain that you uh, that you find? Well, in in with our with the population, the aging population, uh, folks that are um, the boomers, etc. We're starting to see lots of hips and knees, and, and they're leading to replacements as well, too, right? So there's degenerative changes that are going on there, and um, and for some people, there's pain associated with that too. And some of these folks are looking at, do I need surgery or can I put it off? And uh, as if it becomes chronic, uh, which it may or may not, but that goes back to part of what we're trying to discuss is that you know if pain in fact is an output of the brain, that the fact that the hip is degenerative does not guarantee a person has to have pain in their hip. Okay, because a lot of people have degenerative hips and don't have that pain, and so it's not a one-to-one -one correlation, and that's a, a that's a lot for people to wrap their heads around to think that that's why they have to have the pain. Yeah. You touched on that today, that uh, that other workshop, which was very, very interesting. Um, I also found the phantom pain to be interesting. Phantom limp, yeah. Um, do you mind just sharing a little bit about that? No, not at all. Um, some people are very familiar with it, and other people are not. Um, but essentially what it is, if there is a missing part of the limb, whether it's the elbow or the knee or the, or the foot, for that matter, um, there's no more tissue there, right? Because there's right. literally no, there's no nerve endings or anything, but the person will feel like the hand is still burning or the legs has a, has a, a cold feeling to it or whatever it is, and there's no tissue there. And that just magnifies our understanding, or I should say is just a great illustration of our understanding of how much that representation of that limb is still in the brain because they had that limb for so long. And so they're, they're, the hand still lives in the brain. And... Uh, as we had mentioned in the, in the workshop, it's important for people that have chronic pain and it's important for trainers that are, are communicating to people in pain is that just because the brain decides if there's pain doesn't mean they're making it up or it's all in their head. Big difference than just mm -hmm. something being psychosomatic. This is, this is the fact that there's a threat response that the brain is determining is valid or invalid and that's why the pain's there. So it's not made up pain by any means. Interesting, okay. Um, that brings me to another question I'd like to ask. Now you have a, uh, a specialist a certification, if you will, called the Pain-Free Movement Specialist. Correct. And that is a, who's that available to? Let me ask you that way. Uh, well, it's available to anybody that's got the academic background, so mostly geared towards trainers, but we, have, um, we also have some 
by workers massage therapists that are interested okay. in it and uh, the occasional chiropractor and uh, physical therapists that have expressed some interest in it too. We've, we've got, we started it about nine months ago. Um, I have a director of education named Kevin Murray. He actually works out of Canada. He's been a big part of helping me sort of aggregate all the information that I've put together over the years and, and put this together. And uh, it's, it's a little bit, it's not a little bit different. It's a lot different than just corrective exercise, sure. uh, which is something I've done for a long time. It's, it's, it's taken the corrective exercise and added another sort of niche or narrowed focus to it. Uh, corrective exercise can be used with everybody as we know, but when it comes to chronic pain, it's part of it. It's part of the bio, out of the biopsychosocial side of it. Um, and, it's, and it's a very relevant part of what we do, but there's a lot of other things that we do besides just attempting to sort of work on alignment or range of motion mobility, that sort of thing. There's a lot that goes into understanding in the education process and how the sequencing of the exercises and reducing the threat mm -hmm. to the client helps them progress the way we want them to progress. Now, I'm sure, I know uh, you have a website here. Functionfirst.com. Okay, functionfirst.com. I'll have a link to that on the screen. And also, um, cortexfitness.com. I'll have that on cortexfitness.com. I'll have that on there. And I just want to back up for one second talking about the specialist. Um, what's the time frame on that? Is this a live event? Is it online? Is Great it question. So we are level, it's four levels. Okay. And our level one curriculum is all done online. And initially, and that's you, you get a lot of the biomechanical side of things that are related right. to that. And we, and we also touch on the pain science on it as well. The level two gets a little bit more into the programming as it relates to this population. Level three gets a little bit more into understanding some of the pathologies and the psychology that goes along with that. And then level four is sort of really the advanced uh, aspect where you're pretty much doing what we do on a daily basis. But all of it creates a certain level of competency. Two, three, and four are live. Level one is just online. Okay, and um, that can be found functionfirst.com. Yes. Okay, because we do have a pretty large trainer uh, viewership here. So trainers, if you're interested in uh, learning more about this, just be sure to hit the link on the screen here and go check it out. Um, I've been to two of his workshops now, and I have to tell you, just in those two workshops in about a three-hour total time span. Um, I walked out knowing more, and I can tell you that on Monday when I return to Syracuse, my clients are going to experience a few different things, cool. and I'm looking forward to it, and I think they're going to feel the difference from it. So, um, but it's been great to have you as my guest. I really appreciate I'm it. Thank you, Carl. Any any last uh, words, uh, thoughts you'd like to share before we before we wrap? Um, you know, I, I think one of the best things that we do as trainers, whether it's the person that's obese or it's the person in chronic pain, is that. We're there for them and we provide them hope as long as we're giving them some measurable goals and, and they are noticing a difference. Um, we don't want to take people's money if, if it's not, but um, if we're able to address the whole person, mm -hmm. uh, which is what we really need to do now, and we're seeing that shift in sort of the coaching aspect of how that relates to what we're doing, then um, trainers out there, you're going you're gonna to be able to help a lot more people if you don't look at them as machines and you look at them as people. Yeah, treat the whole person. I I love that. That's good. Well, again, thank you very much, Anthony. My pleasure, sir. It's been an honor to uh, meet you, have you as my guest, and those workshops were awesome. I'm glad you got something out of it. <laughs> so, thank you very much, everyone, for watching. Be sure to check out his website. So, I have the, the links on the screen here, and also visit sterlinghealthandfitness.com. Tune in again soon for more interviews, and thank you again for watching. Have a great day.